Welcome, Adrian Bow Podcast featuring the fantastic Troy Malcolm, episode 156. Troy, how are you? So well, Adrian. 156, wow. I know I say this all the time, but actually what started as a little bit of just fun and something that we put together as an internal podcast back in the day with McGrath, we decided to post a few of those episodes live and Mm. um, we're at 156. Um, Quite impressive. Quite impressive. And thank you to all the listeners that have noticed that we have been offline for a few weeks. Um, We do like your emails. We do like your feedback. We do like your abuse as well. Yes. So keep sending those in because Adrian, you get the most of them because it's your name yeah. on the podcast. But I have received a few going, uh, you and AB, where are you? So yeah. it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Yeah, absolutely. Apologies for that. No, we will we will commit to uh to weekly from now onwards, uh, because I know there's just so many questions that come in. And um, yeah, it's something that we really want to add value to. So today, Troy, there was a lot of questions that came in about a post I did uh, earlier in the week in terms of transitioning. Um, yep. Obviously, there's associate agent to agent, agent to either business owner and or super team. Um, the post, you know, was, was particularly about, you know, is business ownership for you or not? But, but it would be good to include all of those transitions and all of those segues uh, because it is quite sequential in, 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 in a sales career. Obviously, when I first got into sales, there was none of that, Troy. There was either property management or salesperson, right? Uh, there was no teams. Uh, and even within property management, there was no sub-verticals like new business, uh, leasing or property management. It was just all into one. So it's, it's quite a great career path for a lot of people now uh, with all the options. So good to unpack all that. Yeah, and Adrian, the thing about it that I notice is um, this time of year is when a lot of people start to make those decisions or they have aspirations. Mm. You know, FY23 is starting to wrap up. We're shifting our focus to FY24, you know, within the next week or so. Mm. Um, So it is a good time to re-establish. And also for those that are business leaders and those that are in teams, it's also a great time to just unpack and review what's worked and what hasn't. Um, So this is actually a really interesting time. Um, But Adrian, what I've noticed is that a lot of people decide to take the next step. If they're successful agents, they decide to take the next step into a management leadership role or go and open their own office. They think that that's the natural progression. And it's obviously not always the case. I think a great example of that with a sporting analogy, not all great players become great coaches. And I think the same applies to real estate. The great news is that if you are in that position and you do feel as if your focus has gone away from where your passion is, there's a couple of things that you can do to really refocus and re-energize your business and get the right people in the right roles to make sure that it's an effective side of it. But AB, let's start, let's start right at the start. Let's start as a junior associate uh, has been in the business. Let's say they've been in the business for less than two years. What are some of the key milestones and um, uh, skills that you believe that they should have before we progress them to more of an associate or a senior associate role? Yeah, so what I always look at, Troy, is what's the objective? And the objective is to familiarise yourself with as much detail and as much process So when you do make that next step, whether it's a lead agent, associate, business owner, whatever, is are you developing the skill sets and do you have the references and do you have the experience to be able to to make that transition? So I think if you look at that entry role, call it a cadet role or junior associate, 
lead generation needs to be the very first thing that you're familiar with. And yep. look, door knocking and cold calling and orphan data seem to be the three main areas of lead generation and building data from that and creating appraisals from that form of prospecting seems to be where most of these junior associates are developing their skill set and where a lot of the opportunities are created. And then I feel the next progression is more warmer data. So that's when an agent allows you uh, to have access to their own client base, whether it's past appraisals, past buyers, past sellers, or even just pipelines that they're looking at and 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 obviously generate some some awareness, some touch points and also some appraisals from that. Um, so there, I think, the two of the steps. And then there's obviously other ones in terms of becoming a business manager or an admin or marketing manager within a team as well, Troy. But yeah, I'd say they're the two in particular that, that come to mind. For anyone that is in that role, and Adrian, I know we've got a lot of young listeners. Um, I always think, well, at this time of year in what you've just discussed, Um, work out how effective have you been where are the opportunities and the gaps for you to improve and who are you leaning into in regards to coaching and mentoring to take you to the next level you know adrian you've got a fantastic system that's online and we have a number of other great coaches that are around that really hone in on the prospecting skills now the benchmarks Mm -hmm. and the metrics that's going to be different to every single uh location that you're currently working so what we expect from a connect to convert to appraisal to appointment ratio Mm -hmm. in in metropolitan cities of Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, may be completely different for the more regional locations and even some of our other um, states as well in, per- in regards to Perth and South Australia and Adelaide and obviously Tasmania itself. So I think working out those methods, putting the goals in place and then retesting mm-hmm. and measuring yourself to say, well, what's possible? If I was really successful and I measured the last 12 months around prospecting and all of the skills that my senior agent has articulated to me that I need to improve on, um, if I've met those metrics, what is the next step? And what is that around role-playing? Is it around listing presentation skills? Is it just about being exposed to listing presentations? And I think, Adrian, that's probably the next step in our podcast is when you get to a more senior associate role um, and you've worked with so many, you've had a great training ground within you your business and you know i've been fortunate enough to watch that but also be part of that system um you really start to get actively involved and you're almost a junior agent but you're running with a senior person that can balance all of the negotiations and be that coach or that mentor in your corner that tribal elder to really help you get the great results adrian i remember uh, when i was working in sales and everything that was sub at the time many many years ago uh sub uh, a million dollars in the sydney metropolitan eastern suburbs market um, we would go and list together, but I would run that campaign. So the buyer callbacks, the open for inspections, the second appointments, the building and pests, all of those types of things, the strata searches, predominantly apartments, um, would be run and I would be treating them that I was, it was my brand, my agent. But then anything over that period, over that uh, threshold of a million dollars, I would work as the team member and still get those exposures and negotiation skills and scenario skills to really enable me to then fast track into that agent footprint. And I think that 
that's where a lot of agents go wrong and a lot of associates go wrong. They go from that junior agent role where they're getting really great prospecting opportunities, but they don't get exposed to all of those other skills. And there's probably 50 or 60 of them that we can rattle off, you know, like that in regards to what makes a great agent. And a lot of them try to run before they can walk. And I think that crucial step of that two to three year period after you've kind of got the, the nuts and bolts or the, the foundation skills of prospecting um, done is that two to three year period of really exposing yourself to as many scenarios as possible to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success in the future. Because it is really, and I know we say this a lot, the real estate game is a marathon, not a sprint. And so that progression, like a lot of people miss that progression. And that's probably why we have so much churn with younger people and also less experienced people coming in to the industry. Oh, absolutely true. And I think once you've mastered that lead generation piece uh, and you have reached certain KPIs, and as you said, that depends on, on you know, the amount of sales available in your market and it depends on geography. However, there should be KPIs set for the amount of data per week that you're generating. There should be KPIs set for the amount of um, listing appointments or market appraisals that you're generating. And there should be KPIs set around what type of prospecting that you are doing. So you're right. The next, you know, um, linear transition would definitely be to be working on campaigns with, with, with a senior agent. And when you're working on campaigns, effectively you're the second agent effectively the lead agent is endorsing you to both the buyers and the sellers as someone who is their equal, not a subordinate as such, and has equal intimacy, equal product knowledge around that property. And the senior agent might do a little bit more of the vendor management, but that Mm -hmm. co-agent or associate agent is effectively doing the majority of the buyer work, whether it's private inspections, callbacks, uh, lead generation in terms of adding extra buyers to the campaign, uh, bringing them to photo shoots, and also, um, you know, creating a short list for an auction campaign or if it's a private sale campaign, uh, qualifying those hot buyers and having face-to-face meetings with those hot buyers as well. So I, I do feel that that's something you really want to master. And I often talk to a lot of associates and so do you, Troy, and, you know, they've got this burning desire to be a standalone agent, quote, unquote, and I say, look, that's fine. However, how do you rate yourself at the moment as, as, an, as an associate once your lead agent lists a property to the day it's actually sold in terms of all the buyer management work, in terms of, you know, creating vendor reports, et cetera, and they say a six or a seven. I'm saying, okay, once we get to a 10 out of 10, then a standalone agent, really the only difference is that art and master of listing property because that is a huge that is a huge catapult from managing campaigns to being able to generate the skill set the database management piece uh, the attraction agent piece the, the the marketing budget piece all of that to be able to sit in the lounge room and be both compelling and comprehensive and double downing on your unique selling propositions to be able to list in some markets against some of the top agents in the country so I think that's the next area we need to look at but I get ambition and I get people in a rush but I do feel that mastering lead generation mastering buyer campaign work is something that is critical before you make that step into knowing how to actually list property and role playing is a really good uh, conduit into into you know knowing uh, how to do that appropriately in the current market Troy. 
The run rate as well, Adrian, from going from that associate to becoming your own self-sufficient agent has to be, you know, kind of that two deals per month, uh, in my opinion. You have to be doing a minimum of that in most metropolitan markets. In some of the regional locations, again, that will be varied. Um, but if you're doing one to two sales um, as an associate agent, apart from your um, sales that your lead agent's doing or you're working with in regards to that, um, mm. that will get to a point that if you're doing 24, 25 deals on an annualised basis, that should give you enough momentum to then continue to build on that. Adrian, the other yeah. one that we see is obviously with regards to agents, they've normally got, you know, five to 10 years experience. They start to feel very con- um, content in the process and the runs that they do get on the board in regards to sales. You know, they're doing 30, 40, 50, up to 100 in, in certain locations. Not uncommon to see the mm. volume of transactions really start to to play out when you've got a team structure in place. Um, mm. They then start to think that the next progression for them in the real estate career is to go into business ownership and become a principal themselves and build a rent role and run an office uh, and take those mm. franchise opportunities or start their own independent agency. Um, Adrian, this is really not something that should be done on a whim. Uh, it's not something that should be rushed and it's something that needs to be understood because even if you look at most of the successful agents within most brands, um, both independent and also part of the larger franchise groups there is a really clear understanding about what they're great at and what they're not and i think if you try to um uh, merge those things if you know that you've got a great skill set as an agent but you're still worried about running the business and making sure the lights are on and my photocopiers and marketing and relationships and negotiation with all the main portals and Mm. all of those types of things um Mm. you can lose focus and it can be very very detrimental to your business now we've seen this unfortunately play out a number of um, we've also managed yes. to work with a number of people and re-establish them as really successful agents. And it's come to that point in time again that I think in the cycle of real estate, what we see is exactly this moment in time where people are making decisions that are going to impact their next three, five, 10, 15 year decisions uh, and that mm. progression to be an agent or focused on becoming a principal. Now, Adrian, you've um, had the luxury of running a hybrid model. You have, but you are a principal. You have been a principal. You've run in um, JV scenarios, joint ventures with other people. You've been part of ownership groups, been part of the larger franchise. I'd love to get your thoughts on what are the types of personality traits and skills that you need to transition to be a great principal? Um, or if you are considering it at the moment, what are some of the, the things that you need to be mindful of before making that decision? Yeah, this is probably one of the most common questions I get asked in in my travels, Troy. Um, And look, I I do feel that before you make any decisions to become a business owner, let's call it, then you you must ensure that there is a certain skill set or exposure to aspects of business ownership prior to actually doing it. It's a bit like Role-playing is importing as a listing agent. Why? Because you want to practice in, in, in a role-play scenario. You don't want to practice in, in, in a real listing scenario because that's a very expensive mistake and the opportunity cost is really high. So we've all seen a lot of people be getting to business ownership and then not really having a, a, a plan per se or not really having the skill set that's required and then making a lot of erroneous decisions which the opportunity cost of that is very high so my recommendation would be would be that ask yourself have you developed agents in the past 
Have you uh, read a PL in the past? Uh, are you skilled in human resources? Do you have some idea about technology and social media? Um, are you someone who can not only coach but mentor other people as well? Uh, and also, if you're going to be doing this, will that cannibalise your time to list and sell real estate, which actually could be your highest and best use and where will be the most dollar productive activity on your behalf? So I think asking yourself the question, why am I doing this? Is it to have my name on the door and it's always been a burning desire and it's a personal goal and regardless of the cost, I want to achieve it? Or is it, well, I'm going to do this, but... I'm going to focus on listing and selling and I'm going to have a business partner who will look after the day-to-day management of the business. That way, my time is not cannibalised. I don't claim to be an expert in HR or management or administration, but I do know that listing and selling is something that I've developed a really good skill set around and I know it's highly dollar productive and I know it's highly profitable for me, so therefore I'll do that. So I think business ownership with with a partner I I think is a very, very good move. Um, But what we don't talk about often enough, Troy, is creating a super team, um, getting on a very, very attractive uh, commission split, which the industry's changed and most most good organisations are offering attractive commission splits. And if you're looking to create wealth creation, it may not be through a rent roll, it might be through buying an investment property every every six months and having a really high degree of income, a good revenue, only managing two or three or four people rather than 30 people and staying on purpose, which is listing and selling, which is which is what you've been skilled and trained to do. Uh, so you've really got to look at why am I doing this? What's the next evolution? Is there a bit of ego involved? And there's healthy ego and unhealthy ego. A lot of the times there's a combination of both, but uh, a lot of people have walked into it for the wrong reason. So we certainly don't want to hinder anyone's desires or aspirations to get into business ownership. However, I would highly recommend, and I know you do as well, Troy, is to certainly focus on being a super team first, see how that feels, um, and perhaps even become a partner of that business where you're an investor of the business. And also, as well as being an investor of that business, you've got a high degree of income and you're on purpose and staying with your highest and best use, which is listing and selling real estate. So true, Adrian. And I think also what I notice is a lot of the super successful agents um, uh, really manage to manage their team um, efficiently yep. and so well. Uh, and that's the reason why their team members stay with them for a long period of time. You know, some of the best mm. in our industry and the well-regarded ones that we always talk about, um, most of their team members have been with them, you know, four or five years or plus. Um, and yep. some of them have been kind of 13 or 14 or 15 years plus. And I think if you're considering going into business for yourself and you're thinking that you're going to build a super business and you're going to have 10 sales agents, but you can't manage to keep your own team and you can't manage to actually drop that churn rate over that one or two um, year period, that's a concern. 
Um, that's something yeah. that you need to be, you know, very mindful of in regards to the way that you're running your structure, but also mm. why is the reason that we're getting to that same point in time, 12 months or 18 or 24 months in the cycle. Yeah. Now, again, um, let's see the opportunity and the challenge there. Um, opportunity is there's things that you can do to actually re-engineer your business to make sure that you're not having that churn. The challenge is, are you implementing those things and actually make a difference and make a change to grow your business over the next five or 10 years? But Adrian, it's not for everyone. It's not for the faint-hearted. Mm. It can be very lonely, for, you know, speaking to a lot of those independent owners um, around mm. Australia and what we see and what we do um, in regards to coaching and mentoring and even just via mm. platforms like this where we have listeners that follow us that are, you know, working in teams of two or three and they own the business. Um, mm. You, you want to make sure you've got a network. You've got a support structure you want to make sure that you're leaning in if you do have that corporate support you're making sure you're having conversations with them but also you're being a student um, always and learning new ways to do things uh, we've seen the very best do that over the years and I think Adrian this is a this is an interesting time um, I think right now yeah. you know in regards to what we're seeing and I know that um, you recently featured on Sky News talking about um, what's happening out there in the market in regards to interest mm-hmm. rates in regards to the, the clearance level in regards to the stock level and also the affordability um, that we're seeing um, and also the builders and, and the construction costs um, are still remaining high. So this is an interesting time. Um, I think it's a, it's a really timely episode that we've covered off that detail. I'm going to throw to you for your final thoughts, but, um, you know, for anyone that is considering um, doing these steps or making these moves, obviously Adrian and I are always open to have a conversation with you um, without any uh, restriction or um, anything to do with regards to trying to influence you to the brands that we yeah. work for uh, and we're associated yeah. with. It's not our yeah. currency. Our currency is to, yeah. to help everyone. And so if you're looking to bounce any ideas uh, in regards to your future and what that looks like, if you are an associate that has started out, if you are a senior associate that's kind of making that transition into becoming your own salesperson, if you are a salesperson wanting to build a super team or you're a super team wanting to create your own business, I think Adrian collectively over the past uh, combined knowledge of about 50, 55 years, um, we're more than happy to give them a different lens and a point of view because sometimes you can be caught up in the moment and you miss out on what is the reality of the situation and where the grass is greener is where you water it, as we always say, AB. Um, but it's, it's really, really important episode. So I'm glad we covered this off for episode number 156. Absolutely true. Yeah. And I think another one which gets missed a lot is, is what are the metrics to actually grow an extra team member? And often we look at that and think, well, if there's leakage in your business, if your database is not being nurtured appropriately, um, or if you're getting burned out, they're the metrics I look at. It's not necessarily whether you've hit a certain GCI target or whatever it might be. You know, there's no use developing data or past clients and you're not getting around to calling them or your team members not getting around to calling them. That could be, that could be the trigger that reminds you, okay, this is where I need an extra team member to be able to service that data as well, you know. So, yeah, there's, there's so much to it. Um, it's, it's, it's a really interesting topic. Uh, I'd love to talk further about it possibly in the next few weeks as well, Troy. And, uh, again, yeah, please reach out if anyone needs anything and uh, we'll certainly try and make a commitment to come to you weekly. Perfect. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We will see you same time, same channel, same place next week. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we don't get busy. But no, that AV will be back for episode number 157. But that is 156 wrapped up on the Adrian Bow podcast featuring Troy Malcolm. Thank you, listeners. Make sure you rate us five stars and send us your feedback. We love hearing from you. And we'll see you all again next week. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, listeners.